Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord all across this building. Oh, come on. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. God's blessings upon you. God's favor be upon you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I think it would be appropriate from the front of the building all the way to the back of the building if we just lifted up our hands and continue to worship Jesus and ask that God would move and ask that God would touch. Amen. There's people that you have needs in your life. You came to the right place. God's going to touch you. There's some young people that have needs in their life. God's going to touch you. There's some young adults that God's going to touch you right now. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. There's some moms and dads. You need God to help you, and God's going to do it right now. But you've got to lift up your voice and call upon the name of Jesus. his presence in this house to feel the love of Jesus in this building hallelujah hallelujah oh let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus wonderful name hallelujah amen how many is excited to be at church today amen there's no no place like being in church and being in the house of God with one another Amen. I want to say it is such an honor to have all of our guests and all of our visitors. Let's give them a big Apostolic Revival Center welcome. Amen. It's good to have all of our kids that are visiting, all of our parents. We want to greet you and welcome you. We're so glad that you, amen, chose to be with us here today. Amen. Our desire in this service is to be a blessing to our kids, to our young adults, and to our parents, amen, we don't want to just bless you physically with backpacks and school supplies, but our main desire, amen, is to pray a blessing over you. And that's what we're going to do before the end of this day. We're going to pray for you and your family. And I do believe that today can be a life-changing moment for you. If you'll let God work on you over the next several moments, I believe that this can forever change your life, can forever change your kids' lives. And uh, we're believing that God's going to do something great. And then we do also want to bless you because, uh, you know, with inflation and everything like that, we know school supplies and backpacks, uh, they can start to get kind of expensive. And so this church has bound together, and uh, we have determined we're going to bless our community. And so those of you that are here, that's what we're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. But first and foremost, amen, we are a church, and we want to bring you to the word of the Lord if you have a Bible, amen, if not, we have it on the screen. We're going to turn to the book of Mark chapter 9 and beginning at verse number 20. Mark chapter 9 and verse number 20. Now, I have a very uh, deep assignment here today. I am going to be preaching a message that God gave me several years ago that I have only felt to preach at a few places in all of my years of travel, and it was a very specific and very direct message, and I'm going to do my best to preach that here. I feel to preach that for our church, haven't felt it for the last four years, uh, but I do believe that it's time 
that we get into the word of the Lord and we preach this. And uh, I believe this can be a day of deliverance for everybody in the house of the Lord. And I'm going to do my best to minister deliverance. And we're going to pray that God would bring, amen, about deliverance here today. Mark chapter 9 and verse number 20. The word of the Lord says, And they brought him unto him, that is, bringing him unto Jesus. And when Jesus saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. Speaking about a young boy that is possessed with the devil. And he fell on the ground, wallowing, foaming. And he asked his, and he, he asked his father, Jesus asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. How long has this been happening to your boy? Jesus asked. He said, ever since he was a little child. And oftentimes it put him in fire and in water to destroy him. But the man looks at Jesus and says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Do we got any believers in the house of the Lord? I want to tell you, all things are possible to those that believe. Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. This deliverance was permanent. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And we, he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. How come we couldn't do it, Jesus? And he said, This kind comes forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And I want to preach to us for a few moments with the help of Jesus on this subject. This kind. This kind. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray that the Lord would touch us, that God would help us. Amen. Guest, visitor, friend, would you pray with us right now that God, let this be your prayer. God, speak to my heart. God, if you've got something in this service for me, I pray, Lord, help me to receive it. God, touch my mind to receive your word. God, help my heart, God, to be ready for the word that you've, amen, got ready to plant into this place. I pray, God, that you would move across this building, bringing about deliverance, amen, to every family, to every child, every mother, every father, amen, every young person, God, every adult in this house. God, I'm praying that there'd be a spirit of deliverance in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. I mean, shake your neighbor's hand, tell him God bless you. And you can be seated. Amen. This kind. Our text here today has a parallel in Matthew chapter 17. 
It tells the very same story we just read, but from another vantage point, another perspective. But there is a theme, if you look through Matthew chapter 15 through 19, there's a theme that you'll see, if you're a student of the Word of God, that begins to stick its head up. Every chapter is either talking directly about children or it is indirectly talking about children. In chapter 15, the Bible tells us that there is a Canaanite woman that is begging for Jesus to deliver her daughter that was possessed with a devil. I know we live here in America, and we don't necessarily, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in the devil. Uh, but I want to tell you that it is a very real reality. In fact, if you've ever had to deal with spiritual things, or maybe you're dealing with that today. I want to tell you that there is deliverance for you, and there's deliverance for your child, and there's deliverance for your family. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus rehearses the feeding of the 5,000, which only happened because the disciples brought a little boy to Jesus that was willing to give his lunch so everybody could eat. In chapter 17, we find our text, amen, where this father brings his little uh, son, his devil-possessed son, to Jesus' disciples so that they could cast out the devil, but they could not. And then he brings his son to Jesus, and Jesus casts the devil out. Chapter 18, that we find the disciples are fighting amongst themselves, and they're trying to figure out who is the greatest in the kingdom. Amen. They're jockeying for position. And I love what Jesus does. Jesus calls a little child to come forth from the crowd. And he brings that child, sits him down on his lap. And he says that if you are not converted as unto like one of these little children, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. He then tells them that this child is actually the greatest in the kingdom. He then warned everybody against those that would hinder people from letting children get to Jesus. I want to tell you, there is nothing that should hinder children from getting to Jesus. Amen. Amen. In fact, for everybody that's here, chapter 19, the Bible declares that there was an unnamed group that started bringing children to Jesus. Amen. I want to take a moment here today and I want to congratulate and thank every individual here this afternoon that brought a child to church. Hallelujah. I think we ought to give a hand clap of, of thanksgiving for that. I want to thank every mother and every father. I want to thank every church member. Amen. Every unnamed individual that is doing everything they can to get children to Jesus. Hallelujah. You may not know it, but I want to tell you, you're doing the work of God. Uh, every mother and father that every week in and week out, uh, they make the effort to bring their kids to church. Uh, I want to tell you, your work is not in vain. Uh, you are doing the work of God. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Every person that drives a van uh, or drives a bus, uh, amen. Every person that goes and knocks on a door uh, and invites a child to church, uh, I want to tell you, you're doing the work of God. Uh, amen. We need to bring kids to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
you, we must not forget, amen, that that is, amen, powerful. That is something that we, amen, must do. The Bible declares in our text that this father, amen, had that revelation. That when nothing else could work, you got to get your kid to Jesus. I want to tell parents here today, amen, grandparents, that you might be struggling with your child, struggling with your grandchild, and you don't know what to do. You've tried taking them to counseling. You've tried taking them to the doctor. You've tried taking them to other places. But I want to tell you, when all of that fails, when all of that falls apart, there's still one more place that you can try. And you're in it today. It's a place called church. And I want to tell you, it's not because of these four walls. It's because there's a man by the name of Jesus uh, that is in this building. Uh, God manifested in the flesh is in this house here today. Amen. You are looking at somebody here that would, did not show up to church, uh, amen, in my 20s or in my 30s. Uh, I want to tell you, you're looking at an individual that was brought to church uh, as a 13-year-old kid, uh, amen, that came from a drug home. Uh, but I thank God for the day that somebody uh, brought me to church. Uh, you look across this building and you're looking at people, amen, they might look like they got it all put together, but I want to tell you why. Because somebody brought them to church. Church. Somebody brought them to Jesus, and it made all the difference. Oh, I think we ought to give God a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When my parents couldn't figure it out, amen. When nobody else, my friends couldn't figure it out, I'm glad somebody brought me to church and Jesus figured it out. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus has brought this boy. And, uh, and the Bible declares that as soon as this boy came in contact with Jesus, the spirit, the demonic force that was possessing this young boy began to come in contact with Jesus, and immediately it began to act up. Immediately, amen, it got scared when it came in contact with Jesus. I want to just remind somebody that when the devil comes in contact with Jesus, uh, amen, he is afraid that the Bible declares in James 2 and 19, you believe there's one God. You do well, but I want to give you a revelation, James said. The devils also believe in that one God. And when they believe in that one God, the Bible says they tremble, they shake. Uh, I want to tell you that for those that think the devil's all-powerful, they haven't met God yet uh, because there is no devil in hell that can combat the power of Jesus Christ. Do I got a witness in the house of the Lord? There is no devil that is walking the face of the earth. Doesn't matter what kind of scary, amen, frightful thing he tries to do. I want to tell you that perfect love casts out all fear. That when the devil comes in contact with Jesus, the devil's got to go. The evil's got to go. Amen. That doesn't mean the devil won't fight. Amen. There's some people you had to fight to get to church. Amen. Normally, you have no problem getting where you're going. You're going to Walmart, you get up and go. But there's people you had to fight some unknown force just to get to church today. Amen. But I want to tell you, you're in the house of the Lord. You're in the right place. The Bible declares that this spirit began to tear the boy, began to rip and tear, and this boy began to froth and foam at the mouth. Amen. And, uh, and this devil knew he had but a few moments because as soon as Jesus spoke the word, he had to leave. He knew he had no authority and power that could, 
that could, could overshadow the power that Jesus has. And so he did everything he could to act up. And this is where I have seen people time and time again that when they make the decision to come to church, when they make the decision, amen, to, 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 to worship Jesus, uh, amen, that it seems as if all hell breaks loose in their house. All hell breaks loose in their family. All hell breaks loose in their health. But I want to tell you here today, amen, that you you and I, the Bible says, must not be ignorant of the devil's devices. He's just trying to discourage you from getting to Jesus. Because he knows if you can get to Jesus, amen, whatever you're facing and whatever you're fighting has got to go. I want to tell you that if you can get to Jesus, the devil's got to go. If you can get to Jesus, the depression's got to go. If you can get to Jesus... Amen. I want to preach to somebody. The bitterness has got to go. The fear has got to go. The regret has got to go. The shame has got to go. The guilt has got to go. And the devil wants to hold on to you and not let you go. And the Bible declares that this, this boy began to froth and roll around on the ground. Amen. He, he, he couldn't control it. There was a spirit inside him, amen, that was, amen, forcefully moving him around. And Jesus ignored the spirit for a moment and began to ask the father some clarifying questions. He asked the father, how long has this been attacking your son? And the father said, this has been attacking my son ever since he was a little boy. Amen. Not only has it attacked his boy since he was a child, but the Bible declares he tried to take this child and throw him into the water and into the fire, amen, to destroy him. I want to help somebody here today that thinks the devil's their homie, that the world's your friend. The world's not your friend. Hallelujah. For those that think the devil's not that big of a deal, he ain't your friend. Amen. For those that think, uh, amen, that their friends are their friends. If your friends are not leading you to Jesus, your friends are not leading you the right direction. Hallelujah. If your friends are leading you to drugs and to alcohol, that's not a friend, honey. Amen. If your friends are leading you, uh, amen, to disrespect your mother and father, those aren't friends. Uh, amen. If your friends are causing you and telling you it's a good idea to break the law, those are not your friends. The Bible says that this devil attacked this boy since he was a little child for one simple reason. He was seeking to destroy him. When he threw him in the water, it wasn't so he could get refreshed by the water. He wanted the boy to drown in the water. When he brought him by the fire, he didn't want to get him warmed up by the fire. He wanted to get him burned up and die by the fire. I want to tell you, there is an adversary and there's an enemy, whether you want to believe it or not, that is operating in this society and operating in this world. And it's an enemy that is not your friend. It is an enemy called the devil that is seeking for one thing, and that is to destroy you. I think somebody ought to get angry in their spirit. There's a devil that's been trying to attack you and to destroy you, but God sent a preacher into this house to preach you out of that prison. God sent a preacher into this house to bring about deliverance in your life. God sent a preacher to tell that devil, you got to go in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody's about to get delivered. Somebody's about to get delivered. Hallelujah. So the devil's not your friend. He's looking to destroy you. 
and I've talked about it on Wednesday, but, the, but for those that watch too many cartoons, the devil shows up with a pitchfork. Amen. He's got horns and a pitchfork, and everybody's like, oh, well, that's the devil, obviously. But I want to help you here today. The Bible declares that the devil is transformed into an angel of light. In other words, the devil will show up and has everything you've ever wanted. Amen. But his goal and his desire is not to help you. His desire is to destroy you. Let me help somebody understand what that means in the literal. Amen. The devil will show up. Amen. In the And I'm not saying that it's a human being. What I'm saying is uh, he'll use his influence on human beings. Uh, amen. And it'll be a boyfriend. Hallelujah. And you think they're cute. It's everything you ever wanted. But that boy's trouble. Uh, well, hallelujah. I wish I had somebody that's lived life a little while. Amen. Maybe it's, may I preach to the guys for a moment. Amen. The devil show up as a girlfriend. Amen. Influence is what I'm saying. Uh, amen. And influence somebody that's going to lead you the wrong direction uh, and get you to think this is a good idea. Amen. But it's going to lead you away from the right thing. The devil will show up and influence your best friend who you think is your friend. And he'll say, smoke this. It's good. Uh, amen. Just try one of these pills. You'll never be the same. Amen. And 10 years will go by and you're missing all your teeth and you wonder what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, the devil was seeking to destroy you. It might come uh, as an invitation to a high school party, uh, but I want to tell you that high school party uh, might seem innocent for the moment, uh, but it's not seeking to help you. It's seeking to destroy you. Is this too practical for some folks today? Amen. I hope I can help you. Uh, amen. God's come to save you from that mess. Uh, you need to let Jesus save you from that mess uh, and recognize uh, I need God on my side. Uh, I need God's help on my side. Uh, I can't go a moment without God. Amen. The man wanted Jesus to deliver his son, and Jesus wanted to see the man's faith. Hallelujah. There's a lot of times we want God to do things for us. We don't want to bring any of our faith. God, just take care of it. God's not a vending machine. Hallelujah. you got to bring your faith with you. Amen. And, and, and he said, listen, I, I can do anything because all things are possible to those that believe. I want to help you here today. Whatever you're facing, if you can have faith in Jesus, Jesus can help you get through it. Notice how it doesn't say all things are possible to those that believe in themselves. Uh, I want to help you. You can't do it. Uh, even the doctor can't do it. Uh, other people can't do it. But if you can believe in Jesus Christ and his ability to do it, what was impossible becomes possible because you had faith uh, that God was able and that God was willing. Amen. He said all things are possible to those that believe. Everything might look impossible. Amen. Even the situation that there's people here today that you are facing. You are thinking about your home life. You are thinking about your family. You are thinking about your kids. Amen. You are thinking about your parents. And you are wondering if it's even possible. I want to tell you that it does not matter how impossible, amen, your situation looks. God is able. I've just come to build your faith for just a moment. God is able to bring deliverance to your family. God is able. You might have come in addicted to drugs, to alcohol. You might have come in, uh, amen, suicidal and depressed. Uh, I've come to preach to somebody uh, that if you can let your faith rise in this house, uh, amen, God's going to set you free. 
Amen. His famous phrase, I'll preach about it another time, was this. I believe, but help thou my unbelief. <laughs> I feel that one in my soul. Amen. I believe you, God, but there's just a couple areas where I need your help. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God, God is not looking for you to have perfect faith. God's not even looking for you to have complete faith. You might, this might be your first time to church, and you're thinking, this guy's crazy. Huh? That's all right. But as long as there's just a little ounce there, huh? just a little bit of faith that says, maybe this guy's not so crazy, and maybe what he's talking about will work. And maybe if I try, he doesn't need you to have all faith. He just needs you to have a little bit of faith. And if you came today and say, I'm going to use that little bit of faith to get an answer from God. I'm going to use that little bit of faith to get delivered by Jesus. I'm going to use that little bit of faith, and God's going to work things out for my family. I come to preach to you, it's possible, and it will happen. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on, come on, let me preach to those that need their belief helped. I know you've been disappointed. I know you've been discouraged. I know maybe time after time after time, doctor and physician, it did not work. Pill and prescription, it did not work. And you're saying, I don't have much faith left. God doesn't need much faith left. All he needs to do is take the little faith you got left, and he'll help you. Come on, it might have been years it hasn't happened, but that doesn't mean it can't happen today. It might have been years you've been praying, but it hasn't happened, but it can happen today. It might have been times you've been discouraged, but when you tried Jesus, all things are possible. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Amen. And this is how possible it was. Jesus then rebuked the devil. He didn't utter but a few words. There's some people you have been up all night with all the words you can think of, and nothing's changing in your life. It's keeping you up, overthinking, amen, overanalyzing, processing. And you can't get past it. But I've come to preach to you. All it takes is a few words from Jesus. And the devil's got to go. The Bible declares that Jesus rebuked the devil, and the boy goes from rolling on the ground, foaming at the mouth, get this, to where everybody starts thinking he's dead. He goes from being so wild to so calm. They got to come check his pulse. Man, I want to tell you, God can so transform what's going on in your life to where people are going to wonder what happened. The chaos and the disorder that has been happening in your world can be so transformed today. I'm not talking about next week. I'm not talking about next month. I'm not talking about after 10 weeks of counseling. I'm talking about right now when we get ready to pray. It can so transform in your life that your family members wonder what happened to you. Hallelujah. God can so deliver you and so set you free that your coworkers think you're a new person. Uh, amen. That your spouse thinks you're a new person. Uh, amen. That your kids think you're a new person. Amen. Jesus cast that devil out. It doesn't take but a moment. And then his disciples come to Jesus and they ask a question that I believe many of us have asked before. How come we could not cast this spirit out? They wanted to know, what are we missing? And Jesus said it this way, this kind cannot come out by anything else than by prayer and fasting. 
And I have used this, and I have preached this, and I have read it this way for years, that the only way you can get this kind of power is when you pray and when you fast. And I'm just trying to help you here today. That's not wrong. If you need God's working in your life and you need power from heaven, you're going to have to learn how to hit your knees and you're going to have to pray and there's going to have to be moments where you push away the plate and you don't eat because you need an answer from God more than your necessary food. Yes, I do believe there's something attached to prayer and fasting. There's a desperation that comes when you hit your knees and you pray and you cry out to God and say, God, I'm done doing this by myself. And I do believe there's a power that comes upon people that finally make it up in their mind. I'm going to get God involved by praying and by fasting. If you believe that, you ought to clap your hands and you ought to shout. If I can't give you any other reason to pray and fast, I just gave you one. If I can't give you any reason to get a hold of God, I just gave you one. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. I have always read it that way. How do we get that kind of power? Because at the end of the day, there's so many of us that want power. We want power of our situation. We want power over the enemy. We want power with God. And I've read it. How do we get that kind of power? Simple recipe I've always read is by prayer and by fasting. But then a few years ago I read it again. And the Holy Ghost took a different turn and helped me to read the scripture properly. Jesus never talked about that kind of power. Jesus only talked about this kind. Hallelujah. And this was his wording. This kind can come forth by nothing. Then he says, but by prayer and fasting. And I read that over and over and over again until I read it the way it was meant to be read. The ESV reads it this way. This kind cannot be driven out by anything but by prayer and fasting. Somebody's about to get it right now. This kind of what is driven out? Amen. Notice how he's not talking about this kind of power uh, comes because of prayer and fasting. Uh, but he's talking about something uh, gets driven out uh, when people pray and when people fast. Then it hit me. Jesus was talking uh, about this kind of spirit, uh, this kind of devil, uh, this kind of adversary uh, that has uh, a way of latching on uh, and not letting go uh, until the people pray, uh, until the people fast. Can I preach to somebody? I'm not ooky, and I'm not spooky. I'm not uber spiritual, but I've come to preach to somebody that there is, in fact, a spirit that is moving through our world that's got a desire. Let me help somebody understand this kind for a moment. He asked the father, he said, how long has this kind been showing up? He said, ever since he was a little child. 
I didn't come to be scare nobody or keep you up at night. In fact, I came to get you some sleep tonight. But there is a spirit in our world that is doing everything in its power to destroy our children. Oh, I come to preach to somebody. I've come to preach somebody out of their out of their hell. I've come to preach somebody out of the things they've been facing. Uh, hey, but I want to tell you that the devil is faithful to attack people, and he doesn't just wait till they're thirty or forty or fifty or sixty years old. He doesn't wait till they got a mortgage or a job. Uh, there's a devil that's faithful to attack people while they're still kids and while they're still young, so he can get a hold of them and latch on to their entire life. Jesus said, uh, this kind uh, can come forth. Uh, this kind is driven out. Uh, that gives me hope here today that there is a deliverance that comes uh, for those that have been afflicted uh, since they were children. Uh, there's a deliverance that comes to those uh, that have fought and fought and fought and have not won. Uh, there's a deliverance that comes from heaven uh, that it comes uh, by the hand of God. Somebody I'll lift up your hands and let's pray. This kind's going out today. This kind of devil is leaving today. The devil that's been attacking you since you were a little child. The devil's afflicted your mind since you were younger, since you were a teenager. There's kids here today. We're going to pray a prayer of protection over them in the name of Jesus, and God's going to help them, and the devil will not have a hold on them. We're going to pray today, and this kind of devil's going because we serve this kind of God. We serve a God that's got all power. We serve a God that's got all power. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important that we are doing what we are doing today. We are reaching for children. Mom and Dad, you did the right thing by bringing your kids to church today. Amen. I know maybe you think it's a little wild, a little crazy. I thought the same thing first time I went to church. But let me tell you about what God did in my life. Amen. I went to church and God delivered me of depression and God delivered me of suicide. Amen. This is somebody who should be under, six feet under, should be in a grave. But I'm so glad one day I went to church and I came in contact with a God that had more power than the devil that was afflicting me. I'm not preaching from a pedigree, and I'm not preaching because I went to some slick Bible college. I'm preaching you today because one day I came in contact with Jesus, and the devils that were yelling in my ear had to go, and the devil that was fighting my family had to go, and God set me free. I've come to preach, this kind's got to go. The kind of devil that latches on when you're young, it's got to go today. The devil that's been fighting you since you were five, six, seven. I don't know what happened when that devil got a hold of you, but God's going to get a hold of you today. Listen, I'm just about done preaching. We're going to pray here in a moment. But listen, our world understands this concept. They understand the concept of reaching people when they're children. Because if they can advertise to kids, come on, Mama, to help me out. You ever walk down the cereal aisle? Hallelujah. Brand flakes don't look so good to kids. It's for, for those of us that need a little extra fiber, you know what I'm saying? Get a little older, praise God. Amen. Oatmeal don't look so great for kids. But I tell you what does look good. Amen. It's, it's not those, you know, Cheerios, they, they advertise to adults. Good for your heart. Lower your cholesterol. I'm about to get me some Cheerios. Praise God. But there's other people. They got the cookie crisps. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Toucan Sam. You can start naming them with me. Lucky Charms. Hey, nobody's going to get me. I'm going to go after me Lucky Charms, you know. I was trying to steal them. Who's he trying to steal them from the kids? You think this is funny? McDonald's. Who here in this building has ever had a Happy Meal? Raise your hand. Who's thinking about Happy Meal right now? I know there's some kids lying right now. You've had a Happy Meal. You had one this morning. You ever got the toy from the Happy Meal? Praise God. I begged for the Happy Meal. My life was so unhappy, I just wanted something to make me happy. I said, man, give me the Happy Meal. But think about that for a moment. They sell your child the Happy Meal so one day when they're as old as the rest of us and older, you'll go buy the Big Mac. Come on. There's a reason they price it for kids. Hey, man, there's something that McDonald's and the Marlboro Man all have in common. They advertise so that the kid think you're cool. Hey, there's some folks that are still addicted to smoking, and if you really went back in your history, it's because you watched some commercials and you thought it was cool, and now all of a sudden you were you're thinking, man, I'm be on a, I'm gonna be on a, a motorcycle with a leather jacket, and I'm gonna be smoking this cigarette, and I'm gonna be as cool as James Dean. You're gonna be as dead as James Dean. They didn't tell you that though. Man, McDonald's doesn't tell you that after you have the Happy Meal, you're going to need a triple bypass in a couple years. Because they're not advertising the flaws. They're trying to get a hold of you when you're young. I want to tell you, the world's doing that, amen, even today. And this is why we came to have this service, because the, there's teachers in this, 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 this house, amen. They know what it is to work in the school system, amen. God bless our teachers. God bless our administrators. But there is an agenda that is being pushed down the throats of the teachers and being pushed down the throats of the children. Because the, they know we can't affect mom and dad. Mom and dad aren't sitting in a classroom eight hours a day. But we can get a hold of their children and we can get them to believe anything we want them to believe. This is why the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. What do you think is happening in our society? They're trying to tell children that there's no longer, amen, the male and female gender. Why? So that when they're 20 and 30 years old, it's just a normal way of life. That gender is now just a construct of society. And now they're confused. They don't even know what their biology is. Amen. It's an attack from hell upon our children. Children to latch onto their mind. Is it any wonder, I preach about pornography on Wednesday night, but is it any wonder, amen, that there is such a strong spike of child pornography in our world today? The exploitation of children, amen, because the devil knows he has but a little time and he's trying to destroy an entire generation. I gave statistics on Wednesday night, but for the one parents that were not there, I want to tell you that kids as young as 7, 8, 9, 10 years old are being exposed to pornography, uh, amen, by somebody that's a little older than them or by their friends at school. Well, no, you know, it's elementary. I remember elementary. We played hopscotch. They ain't playing hopscotch no more. They're playing on their iPad. They've got an iPhone. Amen. I'm not against technology, but parents, we've got to wake up. We got to wake up. 
And you're in church today. Why? Because God sent a preacher to wake you up and tell you what time it is. It's time to be serious about raising this generation for Jesus. It's time to bring your kids to church. It's time to bring them to the altar. It's time to pray with them. It's time. There are people in this building that if I were to pass around the mic, they could tell their testimony. Some that were molested at a young age. In fact, there are even kids in this building that have endured that. There's those of us in this building that endured physical violence and abuse. Those that have endured living in a drug home, going back and forth. And, and, and we don't understand uh, the devil did this. Uh, amen. I, I look at my parents uh, who were addicted to drugs and alcohol. Amen. But all I had to do was a little bit of research into their childhood. Uh, and I saw their parents, uh, amen, that were just given over all sorts of things. Uh, and their parents, uh, amen, beating them. And their parents drinking. And their parents smoking. Their parents, uh, amen, what happened? Uh, you keep going down the line and you'll find a parent. Uh, that abdicated their uh, their seat of authority. Uh, and so the kid uh, is now hurt because of it. Uh, amen, mom and dad, uh, I've come to implore you and beg you today. Uh, amen, don't abdicate your authority. Uh, amen, God needs good parents. Our society needs good parents. I know the world wants to make mom and dad look stupid. I know the cartoons want to make mom and dad look stupid. But mom and dad, you're not stupid. Mom and dad, you're the greatest defense your child will ever have. And this is why you need Jesus. This is why you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because you and I can't do it by ourselves. We need the help of Jesus. I want us to stand all across this building. Would you lift up your hands and would you pray with us for just a moment? I believe God's going to break through chains here today. There's some moms and dads. You, you can't quite do your job and you know it because you're still suffering from what happened to you at 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. But God sent a preacher to tell you today's your day. You're going to be set free once and for all. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. Call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, help me. Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, set me free. I've come to preach that devil out of your life. I've come to preach this kind of devil that's latched on to you since you were seven years old because you were abused. Amen. And it's held on to your mind and kept you in depression and kept your mind bound up by all sorts of mess. But God sent a preacher to tell you, today you're going to be set free. I want to preach to somebody. This kind of spirit knows how to get its talents deep into our kids. In fact, right now I'm preaching there are adults. you got gray hair. If we were to be honest, right now you got something that's been just whispering in your ear while I've been preaching. Don't respond. Don't pray. You'll never change. It'll never be different. I've come to tell you that's a lie from the devil. Because my Bible tells me that when the father finally got his son to Jesus, that boy that was possessed with this kind of spirit that had been latched on since he was a little boy seeking to destroy him, 
when this kind of spirit came in contact with this kind of God, that spirit had to leave faster than it came. And Jesus looked at that devil. He looked at this kind of devil who'd latched on since he was a little boy. I wonder how many 60-year-olds are about to get delivered right now. I wonder how many moms and dads are about to get delivered right now. He looked at that devil inside that individual. Amen. Nobody, nobody knows whether this boy was 13 years old or whether he was 25 years old and been suffering since he was 5 years old. It didn't matter how long he suffered. Jesus looked at that spirit and said, come out of him. And he prayed that spirit out of him. And this is what he prayed. Come out of him. I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. In other words, when you let Jesus get a hold of this kind of spirit is not even allowed to affect you ever again. Hey, listen, I've had sad days since I've been saved. I've had to bury my father. I've had my car stolen, and I've been homeless looking for a place to live, uh, sleeping on somebody's unfinished basement. I've been sad. I've had tough days since I've been saved. But one day, when I was a 13-year-old boy, depressed and suicidal, had put a knife to my wrist, one moment, I went to the altar, I lifted up my hands, and I prayed, and never again, never again did depression have a talent in my life. Never again did suicidal thoughts get a ledge in my life. Never again. I'd been to parties. I'd been around parties my whole life. But when I got the Holy Ghost, I was able to stand up from the party and walk out and never again. There were things I've been dealing with ever since I was a little boy that when I got a hold of Jesus, amen, never, ever again did they afflict or affect me. You want to know what kind of church you're in? You're in a church that believes the power of God is greater than all the forces of hell that have ever attacked you in your life. Can I get an amen from the church? Can I get a hallelujah from the church? You're in a church that believes that God has the power to set you free once and for all. Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get a praise God? You're in a church that believes you can set your drugs down at this altar and never go back. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say pray. You're in a church that believes you can dump the alcohol down the drain and never go back. Somebody ought to give God praise. I'm done right here. You're in a church that really does believe God loves you. We're not just wanting to be another religious community that you can come and join. Is that all right? Is that all right? There's enough religious communities you can join. They've got a good 4-H club for you kids. Amen. Hey, praise God. We'd love to have a 4-H club. Amen. Boy Scouts or whatever. Amen. But you're in a church that believes that God will touch you and he'll so deliver you that you will never be the same again. 
and in, in, in God touching you, your life will never be the same. And you'll go home, and the things that were affecting you when you came to church today will no longer affect you. Do you believe that? I believe that. I've experienced that. Has anybody else ever experienced that? So here's what I want to do. We're going to pray for all of our kids. We're going to pray for everybody in this house. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask everybody to come down to the altar. Amen. I'd like to have, first and foremost, our kids line up against the front. Amen. Right up here. We could. We're going to pray for them. Mom and Dad, bring your kids. Aunt, Uncle, bring your kids. Grandma, Grandpa, bring your kids. But I want everybody to come. Everybody needs prayer. From the pastor to the usher in the back, everybody needs prayer. Amen. Come on, let's say you're coming. God bless you. We won't embarrass you for nothing. But we are going to pray for you. We're going to pray for your spirit. We're going to pray God would touch you. Come on with effort. Come on. There you go. Hey, praise God. Get cozy. Love, love everybody. Amen. Welcome to church. Ain't no place like the church. Come on, if you are in this building and you have been struggling with anything, I want you to come down to this altar. That ought to get 100% of us. Amen. If you've ever struggled in your life, you ought to come down to this front. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Now, for those that are new, maybe this is your first church service, you've never been to church, what is prayer? Prayer is simply this. For all you kids, you guys hear me? All right, I'm going to teach you what prayer is. Ready? You ever talk to your friend? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, you just talk to him, right? There's no special way to talk to your friend, right? You just talk to him. That's exactly what prayer is, but we're talking with Jesus. Now, you can't see him, but he's here. In fact, many of you probably already feel God, and God loves you. And what's going to happen is we're going to pray. We're going to just talk to God, and we're going to ask God to help us at home. We're going to pray that God would help us at school. We're going to pray that God would help our siblings. Maybe there's some uh, somebody in your family that's sick. I want you to ask God to touch them and God to heal them. Maybe you have a home life where it's a little tough. Mom and dad are always fighting. Maybe it's real rough and the cops are always coming over. That's how I grew up. I want you to pray that God would touch your mom and dad as well. All right? Now, that's for all the young ones. I want to talk to all the old ones. You know what I'm talking about. There's some real struggles in this world. Come on, some adults up in this building, some teenagers. You know some teenagers are going to high school. You're about to, in, you're about to enter in to the, from the furnace of the fire. You're about to go into, amen, where it seems like it's the devil's playground, but not when you got Jesus on the inside. And we're going to ask God to touch each and every person here. Maybe there's a saint of God that you have something you've been dealing with since you were a little kid. We're going to pray that God would completely liberate you today. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to lift up our hands. We're going to close our eyes. And we're going to open up our mouths and use our voice. And we're going to say, Jesus, I pray, God, that you would forgive me of all of my sins. I pray that you would wash me of them. Jesus, I pray that you would touch my mind, that you would cleanse my mind. Lord, I pray that you would touch my heart, that you would cleanse my heart. I'm praying, Lord, that you would fill my spirit with your spirit. And I want you to pray right now all across this building that God would touch you. I need some saints of God to pray with some of these kids. Start praying, God, would you deliver me today? God, would you deliver my family? Would you deliver my mom and dad? Would you deliver my friends? Would you deliver my neighborhood? Would you deliver my school? Would you deliver my teacher? 
Ever since I've been changed by the blood. 